This is Monday Motivation, episode number 262. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? If you want to listen to my episodes one day earlier than they are released anywhere else, you have to download the app Himalaya and follow my show. Himalaya is free, super easy to use, and has every podcast you can think of. I love that you can leave comments under each episode and even create episode playlists. Make sure you check it out today. Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to share with you today all about goal setting, because if you don't have goals, then your life isn't moving in the direction that you desire. Goals allow us to move forward. Goals allow us to stay on our path, which is why I am such a massive believer in them. And on January 1st of every year, Nick and I have a ritual that we do. And what we do is we get up, we watch the sunrise as we believe that witnessing the first sunrise of the year feels like a really good omen to us. And we just believe that it's like good juju. And then for the rest of the day on the 1st of January of every year, we spend the day reflecting on the past year. And then we celebrate all of our achievements and what we've learned and how we've grown. And then we get crystal clear on what we want to manifest and achieve for the year to come. Now, you can do this process at any time, any time throughout the year. You can do it every month if you want to. You can do it once a year, do whatever you want. But we like to do this and spend the whole day on the 1st of January every year doing it. Now, when you're goal setting, it's very easy to skip over the reflection side of things, especially when we're doing like a big goal setting for like a year. But reflection is super important. It's a really important piece of the puzzle because it allows you to realign, tune in and ponder on your truth. So before you kind of zoom out and start setting these big heart-centered goals and manifesting for the future, it's really imperative to begin by looking behind us, not dwelling on it or focusing on it, but just looking back and reflecting. It's all too easy to want to sprint through to the end of the year without stopping and taking a moment to acknowledge the year that has just been and all that you've achieved and all the growth that's taken place. Because I guarantee, I promise you, there has been lots of growth. No matter what you're thinking, there will have been growth. There has to be. Now, I've actually even heard a few people saying that they can't wait for this year to be over or that this year was one of their worst years yet. Now, 
I get it. I understand that you may have had some challenges this year, but it's all perfect. Everything is always perfect. Everything's always unfolding exactly the way it's supposed to. So before you write this year off as a total crap sandwich, please just take a moment to reflect back. You may be pleasantly surprised. So we are going to get cozy and we're going to do this goal setting together. So I want you to boil the kettle. You're going to brew up your favorite herbal tea. You're going to whip out your journal, diffuse some of your favorite oils, or you can lay outside on your favorite rug in Mother Nature. And you're going to answer these questions with an open heart, mind, and soul, because we are about to celebrate the year that has been. So let's think back. Let's reflect back on the year that has just been. Now, I want you to answer these questions really openly and honestly. During the more challenging times in this past year, how did you show up? Are you happy with how you have shown up or could you have shown up differently? Now, you can pause me and take your time with each of these questions or if you're driving, you can come back to it later. So that's the first question. The second question, did you step outside of your comfort zone? Reflecting back on this past year, did you step outside of your comfort zone? And if yes, when? Write down exactly when you got out of your comfort zone. And then I want you to write down how that made you feel. And what did you learn during that process? The next question, did you love with your whole heart? reflecting back on this past year, did you love with your whole heart or did you hold back? Did you withhold love because you were angry or upset about something? And if you didn't love with your whole heart, why not? Ponder on that. Were you fully present? Reflecting back on this last year, were you fully present? If not, why not? Where could you have been more present? What areas or with whom could you have been more present? Maybe it's with your children or your partner or your parents or a friend or a work colleague. Where could you have been more present? Next question. Were you kind? Were you kind to yourself? Were you kind to everyone that came into contact with you? Or could you have been kinder? Be really honest with yourself. Could you have been kinder to yourself? Could you have been kinder to others? Looking back, how much did you love? Could you have loved even more? Could you have loved your children even more? Could you have shown them more love? Could you have shown your partner or your friends or your family more love? Looking back, how did you serve others? How were you of service? Could you have been of service more? Could you have served more? If so, when and how? Looking back, where did any old, limiting, inner mean girl fears or beliefs pop up? Maybe it was around a particular situation. Where did any old, limiting, 
mean girl fears or beliefs pop up. Reflecting back, what did you want to let go of? For example, is there an old limiting belief or maybe a job or a relationship or a situation or a pattern or a habit or a memory or some resentment or hurt or a behavior that you're still holding onto? Reflecting back on this past year, what do you want to let go of? And the final question on our reflection part of this process, what would you like to stop doing from this past year? What would you like to stop doing? Be really honest with yourself here. And now let's move to the next part of this whole goal setting process, which is to celebrate. So now that we have reflected back and we've got the lessons, because this is super important, we want to make sure that we're integrating the lessons, we're integrating the growth. Otherwise, what's the point? We'll just keep recreating the same situations to happen, to play out until we get the lessons. The universe is going to continue to deliver us the same people, the same situations until we get the lessons. So this is why the reflection part of this process is really important. So please integrate your growth, integrate the learnings, embody them into your everyday life. And now we'll move on to the celebrate part. This is really important. It's so important that we look back and we celebrate. You look back and you feel good about what you've done and what you've achieved. So first question I want to ask you is, what did you birth or create in this past year? What did you birth or create? You might have birthed children. You might have birthed projects, a program, a podcast, a book. You might have created some art, music, whatever it is. Write down everything that you have birthed and created from this past year. Now, I want you to write down what were the three best things that happened in this past year. What were the three best things that happened to you? Maybe you gave birth to one of your children. Maybe you traveled to Greece. Maybe you got married. Maybe you launched your business. What are three things, three of the best things that happened to you in this past year? What have you achieved or what are you most proud of? Next question is, what are the three biggest things that you have learned? Well, I don't really think that there's anything that we've learned. I feel like everything is remembered. You know, we know everything. Everything is deep within us. We know everything. But this human world is designed to make us forget. So what are the three biggest things you've learned or remembered? Whatever language feels good for you. What are the three biggest things you have learned or remembered? And then what have been your top three biggest realizations or lessons? Such a great question. Next one is how have you grown? How have you grown in this past year? And often we don't stop to ponder these questions, but it's on reflection that we go, huh, 
Well, that situation happened and the old me would have handled that very differently to the new me. So that's how I've grown. So really reflect and ponder on how you have grown. Now, I want you to describe the last year in three words. Describe the last year in three words. It could be joyful, adventurous, content, exciting. What are three words to describe your past year? And then this is my favorite question. What are you most grateful for from this past year? Now you can let this rip. You don't just have to do three things here. You can go and go and go until you have nothing left to write. So let it rip. What are you most grateful for from this past year? Okay, now that we have reflected on the year that's passed, it's time to ponder the year ahead. Now, before we do that, it's super important to do like a little ceremony to clean the slate and lay a fresh foundation of your dreams to manifest. Now, you can do this by performing like a sage cleansing ritual around yourself and around your home and office. And I highly recommend doing this at least once a year to clear the stagnant energy. I always do it on the 1st of January of every year, but then I've got my sage stick there and I can do it whenever I want. And it's really important to just clear that stagnant energy. And anytime that you feel like there's a little bit of stagnant energy in your home, just whip out your sage and cleanse your house. And you can do that by walking around and saying words or affirmations in the particular rooms that you want to cultivate more of whatever you're saying. So like in the bedroom, you can say, love and connection and intimacy. And then in a lounge room, you could say play, fun, adventure, games, you know, and then the kitchen, nourishment, uh, love, caring, whatever it is. So when you're walking around your home, cleansing it with the sage, say what you want to manifest in that particular room. It's a really powerful thing to do. And remember that you have the ability to manifest and create whatever your heart desires. And you can do this at any time, but this isn't going to happen by just sitting back and wishing it to manifest. You've got to take inspired action daily. There's no amount of sitting back and wishing that will make your dreams manifest. You have to take the daily inspired action. So now it's time to let go of the past and ponder on the future. So think about the year ahead. Close your eyes for a moment and I want you to think about the year ahead. What do you want to create? What do you see manifesting? What do you see for your health? Don't let your inner critic pop up. Just stay with it for a moment. Pop your inner critic on mute. What do you see for your relationships? What do you see for your partnership, for your children, for your family, for your friends? What do you see for your career? 
Are you launching something? Are you creating something? And what do you see for travel? Are you traveling this coming year? If so, where are you going? And what do you see for yourself and for your growth? Take a deep breath in. And exhale. And hold that vision. Hold that vision close to your heart. And you can open your eyes. Now we are going to set up your next year. This is all about creation. But before we set goals, it's really important that whatever goals you set, they must be heart-centered goals. They must come from your heart. Otherwise, they will not manifest. If they come from your head, they won't manifest. They've got to come from your heart. They also must inspire you and give you goosebumps. If your goals don't inspire you and give you goosebumps, then what's the point? What is the point if they don't inspire you? This is all about you and setting your goals. So they've got to inspire you and give you goosebumps. Your goals must be true for you and not something that you think you should do or achieve due to someone else's agenda. So they must be true to you, not what you think your parents want you to do or your partner or your university lecturer or your school teacher. They must be true to you and not true to what someone else thinks you should do or what someone else has done on Instagram. Your goals must be true to you. You also must use inspiring dialogue. So for example, a goal like lose weight, that's not really an inspiring goal, is it? But wake up feeling healthy and strong and vital, that's inspiring. I want to wake up feeling healthy, strong and vital. That is an amazing goal, right? And that inspires you. That's inspiring language. It's inspiring language. It's really important that we use inspiring language, not lose weight. Inspiring language. Go to the feeling. How do you want to feel? So it's not necessarily about losing weight. It's like, why do you want to lose the weight? Ask yourself, why do you want to lose the weight? So I can feel energetic and healthy and strong and vital and be able to run around the backyard with my children. You know, go to the feeling and use inspiring dialogue. The same with like a goal like quit sugar. You know, try something like treat my body like the temple it is and I only nourish it with the highest vibrational foods mother nature has to offer. Like that is so much more inspiring than quit sugar. So these are just some examples, but I just want you to use inspiring dialogue. Go to the feeling. Why do you want that goal? And use language that inspires you because if it doesn't inspire you, then you're not going to want to follow through with it. It's also really important that when you set goals, they must make your heart sing. If your goal doesn't give you butterflies and excite you, then create a different goal or use different language so it does make your heart sing. Now, your goals mustn't overwhelm and stress you. Sure, there's an element of like, oh, excitement. Like, I don't know, like it's this big and this is very audacious, but 
that's excitement. They're like almost like nervous little butterflies. But overwhelm and stress and anxiety, we don't want those words to be ignited within you when you think about your goals or when you read your goals. Okay. There's a big difference. And you also must use crystal clear language and be specific, be super specific. So for example, a goal like find happiness or find my soulmate, they're not specific enough. You know, try something like, you know, if you want to find happiness, like maybe to remember that I am love and I feel love within myself every single day or something like that. Like just use crystal clear and specific language. Be specific with what you want. Don't be vague and wishy-washy. Be super specific and come back to always it igniting something within you. And just remember that if fear pops up and you get nerves in your tummy when you're setting your goals, that's a good thing. Like it means you're on the right path, but it's different to the stress and the overwhelm. So keeping all of that in mind, we're going to set some goals now. So firstly, I want you to think about one, three or five words to best describe how you want to feel in this next year. Strong connected, vital, present, healthy, love, grounded, expansive, driven, abundant, whatever it is for you. I usually have either one to three words every year and it really helps me stay on my path. And every time I read my goals every morning, I go, ah, yes, of course. That's where I'm heading. It helps me point my ship in the right direction. When I don't have goals, I have no idea where my ship is pointing. But when I've got goals, I know it's going north and I know that I can get there. Just a matter of continuously staying on the right path. So now I want you to think about what are one to three health goals that you would like to achieve in this next year. So one to three health goals. Maybe you just have one and that's totally fine. Maybe you've got three, but remembering everything we spoke about before, they must be inspiring language. They must make your heart sing. Take a moment now and you can pause me if you need to. Take a moment to think about one to three health goals that you would like to achieve this year. Maybe there is a marathon that you want to run. Maybe there is something that you want to heal within yourself. Maybe you want to be able to do a headstand in yoga. I don't know. Whatever feels good for you. And then I want you to think about one to three career goals that you would like to achieve. Maybe you want to launch your next dream business or Maybe you want to launch your online program or a podcast or write your first book or earn X amount from this program, whatever it is. What are one to three career goals that you would like to achieve? Now, following on from that, what are one to three financial goals that you would like to achieve? Now, I'd love for you to ponder what is one to three self-love goals that you would love to achieve. 
And what are one to three relationship goals that you'd like to achieve? Now, you can break this down into like your relationship with your kids, your partner, or maybe you want to call in a partner. Maybe you want to break it down to your friendships, break it down to your parents, or it can just be like a blanket umbrella goal for all of your relationships, like to be more present or to see my mum and dad once a week, every Friday night for dinner or whatever it is for you, or to go deeper with my partner in, you know, our lovemaking, whatever it is. What are some goals? What are some relationship goals that you would like to achieve? Now let's think about your travel goals. Do you want to travel this year? Maybe you don't. Maybe you just want to stay put. And if so, that's great. Maybe you want to book in some camping trips or little weekend getaways. If not, you just want to be at home. That's awesome. But if you do want to travel, where do you want to go? Be as specific as you possibly can. For example, I would love to travel to the Greek islands in July for three weeks with my husband to experience all the magic that that place has to offer. So get really specific. Where do you want to go and for how long and what date? Really, really specific. Now, I want you to think about two to three hobbies that you would like to explore and make more time for in this coming year. Maybe it's photography, maybe it's pottery, maybe it's dancing. They're my three. I want to make more time for those hobbies this coming year. What will you commit to not doing this year? What will you commit to not doing this year? So maybe you'll commit to not overbooking yourself. Maybe you'll commit to not saying yes to everything before you've even had a time to look at your calendar and think about it first. What will you commit to not doing this year? What will you make more time for this year? What will you make more time for this year? Maybe you'll make more time for family dinners with your extended family, like your parents and your kids and your husband's parents, I'm not sure, whatever your family dynamic is. What will you make more time for? Maybe you'll make more time for meditating. Maybe you'll make more time for adventures. Maybe you'll make more time for yoga. Maybe you'll make more time for picnics in the park with your girlfriends. Maybe you'll make more time for yourself. Maybe you'll make more time for the people in your life. What will you make more time for? And how do you want to do things differently this year? How do you want to do things differently and what do you want to do differently this year? Such a powerful question. How do you want to do things differently and what do you want to do differently this year? Maybe you don't want to overschedule your life, something that you don't want to do this year that you're going to do differently. And now I want you to think about 10 things that you absolutely love doing that fill you up. We're going to create your self-love menu. So I want you to write down 10 things that you can add to your self-love menu. So this just involves you. This doesn't involve anyone else. 10 things that you love doing. So maybe it's 
having an Epsom salt and essential oils bath or reading a book in the sun or having a cup of tea on your balcony or cooking your favorite meal or brownie and taking it to the beach and eating it by yourself, whatever it is. Create a self-love menu and then I want you to stick that on your fridge of 10 things that you love and whenever you feel like you want to self-sabotage or fill yourself up from the inside out, you go to that menu. So instead of drowning your feelings with ice cream and that fills you from the outside in, we want to fill you from the inside out. So whenever you feel like you want to reach for the ice cream or the whole block of chocolate, I want you to do something off your self-love menu instead. So that is a great thing that you can just stick on your fridge and have whenever you are feeling stuck. But now what I want you to do is once you're really clear on all of your goals, you're going to type them out or you can write them out, whatever feels good for you. You can create a vision board, you can stick it above your computer or in your bedroom. But what I do is I just type them out on one A4 piece of paper. I break them up into the different areas and It's on one piece of paper. There's no color. It's just black and white. And they're in my drawer beside my bed. So every morning I wake up, I roll over, and I read them. And then every night before bed, I read them. I heard a quote once that said, millionaires read their goals once a day, billionaires twice a day. So have your goals right beside your bed so it's the first thing you can do in the morning. When you wake up, read your goals and the last thing you do before you go to bed at nighttime. You can also, another great place to put them is like on the other side of your shower screen. So whilst you're in the shower, you can be reading your goals. It's also a great place to put your vision board. Or if you've got like a cabinet, like in your bathroom, like if you open the cabinet, you can put them in there so you can, whilst you're brushing your teeth, read your goals. But it's really important that they are visual and that they are there and that you are constantly checking in with them and rereading them as often as you possibly can, minimum twice a day. This will help you stay on your path. This will help you achieve what it is that you want to achieve in your life. So have fun setting these goals. You can go back and re-listen to this. You can pause it along the way, but have fun setting your goals. And don't forget to dream big. You only get one life and it's so precious and sacred. So dream really, really, really big and know that you are worthy of it all. Don't let your inner critic tell you that you're not. You are worthy of it all. So I hope this was helpful. Have fun setting your goals and reading them every day and doing things off your self-love menu. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, my darling, Don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.